Warning, the Bonsai Beat contains explicit language and may not be suitable for all listeners or fans of Neo Genesis Evigallion. Several anime companies have gone bankrupt. 1,337 anime fans have been sued. All the while, the Bonsai Beat has been there to deliver you the latest in news, show reviews, and discussions from both the experienced and novice anime fans' point of view. And now, broadcasting from a deserted island so Funimation's lawyers can't find them, here are your hosts, Jellicoon and Zach. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Bonsai Beat. My name is Jellicoon, along with Zach. Hello, hello. We're not dead. We've had... Uh, no. Actually, I've been very busy watching anime, and Zach's just been twirling his thumbs not watching anime. The roles are reversed, because I remember when I went through my burnout of, like, fuck anime, fuck everything, and you're over there like, I'm watching 75 shows. Yeah, I'm like, have I told you about the 10th isekai I've watched this month? Have you? I can't stand anime. Yes, I wish it all (laughs) die. Yeah, and I was going to call it a phase, but I mean, it was like a year and a half. So, does it really count as being a phase? I guess for us, that's a phase, right? Yes. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it more, I'm sure, this show, but we met for the first time in person in a decade. Yes. Which was kick-ass, but it's funny that like now a year and a half could be considered a phase, though a long time to some people. We've been at it a while. We, we had to meet in person before, you know, we were coming to terms with our own mortality there. Yes, it was really fun. You know, Who knows if we survive another decade? Exactly. I mean, we just <laughs> die next week in fucking monkeypox or something. Oh, God, I want to live a little longer than a week. Ah, fine. Four three. years, please. Okay. Yeah, three three a weeks. A couple more years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anime will be all isekai by then, and I can die. It'll be yes, fine. Like, Hooray. I think I've watched enough. I'll just be, it'll become isekai. You know all the tricks. Yeah, I'm ready to get hit by a truck. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, man. Yeah, it was really fun meeting Zach in real life. Uh, One of those things you never never plan on, but it's like, hey, I'm here. Hey, I don't live that far from there. Cool, that's me. And yes, I've met Zoldar back around episode 200, actually. So, yeah. Was it 100 or oh, 200? Shit, really? I, I don't even two, remember. Was it 200? Maybe it was 100. I think it was 100. I don't remember well, it's anymore. it's confusing because I'm pretty sure 200. I mean, now that was many years ago because we record so infrequently. Oh, yes. But 200, I think I was in Florida and you did do an episode with Zelda while I was on vacation. Okay. So no, I, it wouldn't have been was, that one. So it would have been right. 100. So I was trying to think back like, oh, you never mentioned you like met him in person. Did oh, you? yeah. That's weird. Yeah, we watched, um, uh, oh god, um, Kodomo no Jikan. And, what uh, is that? Yeah, I don't, I don't want to talk about it. Uh, <laughs> go, go, go Google. It sounds like a show, oh, now that I've looked it up, it sounds like a show he would pick. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I read grade school and I was like, Zeldar, what are you up to? Uh, I mean... It's supposed to be funny. Eh. The picture looks a little off-putting. Eh. Not really. 2007. Yes. All I'm saying is I wouldn't be watching <laughs> it while I'm waiting for my flight. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> well, it's not as bad as the time that I uh, I first started watching anime, and I had just bought Shuffle. Are you familiar with yep. Shuffle? I am. Well, I was on the airplane, and I was like, ah, I got this new anime. I'm going to check this out. I proceeded to watch the first two episodes. And you are, if you're familiar with the first episode, uh, it involves him hiding under a table and getting smushed into a girl's panties. And uh, <laughs> I, I quickly went, all right. Uh, I'm not familiar. I mean, I always saw, like, the cover of Shuffle. I forgot if it was on. Uh, this is way back when. This is, like, boomer t- anime time. Yep. This is when I first got into anime, like, 2011. And it might have been on Netflix with, like, other TV Oh, it probably shows. was. Yeah, like Air Gear was on Netflix at the same time. Air Gear is not from Key. Air Gear doesn't make you sad. Oh, does Shuffle make you sad eventually? Eh, It makes you sad when you're trying to look like an adult on an airplane, I guess. No, it makes you uh, look really perverted. (laughs) Why are these teenagers doing things and showing their panties? And why is that guy and is that girl's boobs? Why is there officers waiting at the gate? (laughs) <laughs> Early on in my anime fandom, the, the fan service really bugged me. And it still doesn't add anything unless the show is good with it. Like, for example, High School DxD, one of my favorite shows, fucking hilarious. And it uses constant fan service, yes. but for effect. A show I remember finding really off-putting in my early anime days, it was like the third anime I watched. I watched Full Metal Alchemist, Brotherhood, then... Angel Beats, then Soul Eater, and okay, so fourth. And then I watched Kaze No Stigma, or like oh, Gust of Wind, yes, or whatever. Yes. And like the first episode, oh, man. true to its name, with the Gust of Wind, is just blowing the girl's skirt up and showing the panties like five times, like in an episode. And I was like, is this what anime is? And then, I mean, not entirely inaccurately, that is then what that era of anime was about for like five years. And then you watch uh, Baka no Baka Monogatare, and the very first scene is a girl at the stoplight, and she's getting ready to walk across the street, and a gust of wind blows up her skirt, and you get a perfect panty line, or panty shot, and I'm like, what the fuck? Right. I think I timed it, it was five seconds. Yeah, that's that's more than a, a peak. No, it is more than a peak. But then I was, like, kind of turned off to watching anime. <clears throat> I ironically turned off. Haha. <laughs> huh. Um... But yeah, I don't I don't know how we got on this subject. Oh, just like watching yes. anime in public in yes. general, yeah. I will never do that again. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I have been watching a lot of anime. It is summer 2022. Oh my god. I am watching eight shows. Uh, three of them are, re- are uh, second seasons or continuations. And uh, yeah... Um, Rent-A-Girlfriend Season 2, I was all excited for, and now I don't know why. Every week I want to, like... And now I don't know why. <laughs> I, I don't know why I'm watching this show anymore. Well, uh, I thought you liked the first season. Yeah, the first season was okay, but it just, it's more of the same. I and, see. And there's, like, very Nothing little, new is being added, it's just, it's just it's stalled out. Pretty much. It's just the main character being the main character. Um, I haven't started... Uh, I'm waiting for the dub, actually, because I watched all of Made in the Abyss dubbed and the movie. So I'm waiting to watch Made in the Abyss Season 2. 
Oh shit, season two's out? This yes. shows how much I've been paying attention. Alright, I will be watching something this season. I love Made in Abyss. And then uh, I'm also watching The Devil's a Part-Timer, season two. And I totally I, forgot about this show. Oh, Man, it's I been know. like what? Like a fucking it's been like 12 years. Yeah. 12 years? It's Holy a, shit. Yeah, it's been a long time. It can't be that long. This came out after I started watching anime, but it, it, pro- it feels like a decade. I'm going to look. Let's see. Prequel. 2013. It's been nine years. Dang. Nine years. Okay. So, yeah, it's been a while. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I don't I remember the first much. Season. Yeah. But, I mean, I was going to say, but it's been nine years, so I'm not sure. But I'd watch more. Nah, you quickly remember where things left off. Yeah, nothing deep was happening. No. No. So, actually, three of the shows. And one I've already dropped, but I, I did write about it. So... Before I get into what I'm watching, what have you been watching? Anything? Yeah, actually. Um, well, I finished all of Spy X Family today. Because <laughs> I was like, you know what? There was good shows I liked last season. Yeah. Um, it was pretty much just that one. There was some other one I started, but I didn't remember about it. So it must have not been very good. Oh, Rising of S.H.I.E.L.D. Hero 2. Yeah, I watched like one episode and it wasn't great i'll probably watch it eventually um and i dropped dress up darling on episode two because i hate that kind of show where they just like fumble through like embarrassment romance i guess they're they're bold enough to like ask each other to do all these activities together and hang out and stuff and i assume like pseudo date but then god forbid his hand to brush like the back of her leg oh no Yes. <laughs> I just can't handle that stuff anymore now that I'm an adult. I don't know. Okay, so you were asking why I didn't wasn't liking uh, season two of, of uh, Rent-A-Girlfriend, right? Mm-hmm. Makes a good point. This last episode was... Or no, not this episode. The previous episode was... Uh, Chizuru forgot her key somewhere. And he a- she has to stay over with, with uh, the main character. Mm-hmm. And she's like, hey, maybe I can get into my apartment through your, uh, through your deck. So she's leaning over the deck railing to try to see if her door is unlocked. And the main character is like, oh, shit, trying to trying to peek up her skirt. And then ends up grabbing her ass so she doesn't fall. And, like, this is what I don't like. Like you said, oh, I just brightly. Like, the main character takes no, like, isn't normal. He isn't like, oh, let me try to help or do something meaningful. No, it's, hey, she's doing this routine thing. Let me see if I can look up her skirt. Yeah, and that's almost like in a different category. That's like the anime trope where they're like, we're just going to make them perv instead of be honest about things and try to get away with being sneaky or yeah. something. Yeah. Um, and no, they don't show anything. Thank you. Yeah, it's also annoying, but... But yeah, I also can't handle the like secondhand embarrassment of like accidental contact. It's, there's times for it that I don't mind, um, but it's like the whole premise is that they're gonna <laughs> be like doing activities together, and they've already both been like bold enough to like share experiences and their hobbies. Oh yeah, yeah, no, exactly. It's like they're already way past the point of like, oops, I touched you. <laughs> it's like what? Uh it's annoying. 
And it's also just takes up the second episode. He's just measuring her for, to like make cosplay for her. And it yeah. takes up like the entire episode. I'm just not that patient. No, the sexual tension means nothing to me. And I, I don't like it. Yeah, I hear you. And no, and I get it. It's like, oh, now we have slight feelings for you. Now every little thing I do is like, oh, my God, I'm going to perceive it as some slight or yeah, it, it gets kind right. of old. It gets old. And I'm a fan. I'm a fan of romance anime, even. But like, give me something wholesome, like yep. uh, Suki Gakire, where the relationship progresses. I want more of that show. Damn it! I like that show me so too. much. I bought it on fucking Blu-ray right after I finished it. Hell yeah! It yeah, sits on my great. shelf. Will I watch it again? No. But it sits on my shelf because I enjoyed it so much. Yeah, and hopefully by buying it, they. Uh... They make encouraged more. to make more because it's good. Yes. Or or give me a real gritty one with shitty people like White Album Two or uh, uh, that other true. one we watched. Yeah, Scum's Wish. Scum's Wish. Yeah, like those are the two types of romance I want. I want progression, and I don't care if they're good or bad characters or you know like ignorant or it's it's cool to have different characters that have different like faults but i don't enjoy the fault where it's like haha i'm too timid to voice any concerns forever for 12 episodes it's like what that's not how humans interact something should happen yeah so So that's my miniature rant i've only watched five x family we're gonna talk so other than what i've been watching uh we're gonna talk about spy family because that was one show i did finish i finished spy fam i have been on a fucking roll lately when it comes to just anime i watched um uh trapped in a dating sim the world of otome games are hard for are tough for a mob i finished that show off i kind of want to be like I want to talk about it, but on the other hand, it's like, could I turn it into a review or whatnot? Because, but then it's like we record so infrequently. It's like, well, I'll fucking forget about it. Short version is, it starts off really fun, and by the ninth episode, I want to like, uh, it, die, it falls off a cliff. It goes from like the main character, like, basically the main character is like OP as fuck because he knows everything about everything, and that's kind of the charm, and. Like, episode 9 was like, he was like, falling for one of the girls he's not supposed to. But then like, episode 9 happens and he's like, well, I'm not supposed to do that, so I'm not going to be friendly to you anymore. And it's just weird, this weird, abrupt, like, Suddenly I'm self-aware, I can't do this. Yeah, like, it was stupid. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, this is dumb as fuck. And Mm -hmm. then like, the show just kind of ends at episode 11. And then like, you still have one more episode left. And it just kind of falls on its face. Like, it was good early on, and it just couldn't sustain through the remaining episodes. It's funny. That that's like a constant complaint of anime watchers is like it either doesn't have the right ending from the source material or they just really flub the ending in general. Um, well, it was just this weird like... This one we haven't talked about in a while, yeah. I feel like. It's... It's it's a common issue though. It is. You're right. I mean, there. I mean, anime has the the three episode rule, or four episode mm-hmm. rule, whatever you want to say. I usually do three to four because usually, the first four episodes are usually made up of that first arc, and either it's going to be good or it's going to be bad. If it's a twelve episode show, right, and that convinces you to watch it. But often, the I guess the converse of that rule could be the ending three episodes and the ending three episodes have a high degree of being far worse for a lot of shows. It's weird. Especially if they plan on doing 
more in the future you know they don't plan on wrapping it up that season the last mm-hmm. three episodes like are often just like in a weird twilight zone of just being uneventful or bad yeah as they like wait to make season two yeah and i guarantee there's gonna probably be another season i think it did mm-hmm. pretty, pretty okay um but it was it was like I don't know. It was one of those shows that's like, hey, it was fun because I didn't know anything going into it and just kind of watched it. I was watching the dub and the, it was just a fun show. But then like I got caught up, so I had to watch it in Japanese. And then it was like, okay, getting used to the characters' voices and all that. But at the end of the day, like the show just like falls off a cliff. And it's just like, what the fuck? Like, either yeah, be, it's a bad combo. Either or- be like fall in love with one of the girls for some stupid reason or like be the OP bastard you've been the entire show. Like don't be both or do both. I don't know, but don't be like suddenly have like a, like a conscience. You know what I mean? Like the guy, like the main character is not a bad character, but it's because he knows everything about the game that he's in. He can just use it to his advantage and he does. But then all of a sudden he's like, Oh, I shouldn't be, you know, you shouldn't be falling in love with me. I'm going to treat you like a jerk and and ignore your advances because you're clearly falling for me. And it's just like, okay, that's dumb. But, and then they try to, like, shove some other bullshit in there. So, yeah. Uh, I'd probably say give it a watch, but don't expect much. Uh, that's a weird in-between to be in. <laughs> you recommend people watch it. Well, I mean, like, it's, it's, it's fun early on. I mean, it's I fun early on. And then you'll and kind the of be like... it's fun, too, I guess. Maybe watch it all dubs. So you don't have to use as much brain power for the end. Yeah, maybe. It's um, maybe just more funny, like, adapted to dub, which is how I feel about most comedy and anime, though a lot of people disagree with me. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes don't land if you have to read them, like, out of time. I stand by it. Uh, <clears throat> <clears throat> sorry. <clears throat> um, goddamn. Oh, Chan can't study. I finally finished, and uh, yeah, don't don't watch it. It's it's just sex funds and and a girl going ah oh, every little thing sex related ah oh. weird dumb. Glad it was only eleven. Weird, weird, weird dumb. <laughs> don't don't waste your time. It's a dumb show. Uh, what else have I watched? Uh, the oh, sword art the movie. sword art movie, exactly. Uh, I watched I the sword watch art that. movie. It's um, tradition, we talk about them together, yeah. so don't spoil too much. No, I'm not going to say anything. So basically, okay. it's the newest one. I can't think of the freaking name. Um, progressive, I think. No, yeah, it is actually progressive, you're right. Yeah. Um, no, progressive is the one you watched. Oh. Oh, no, yeah, you're right. It's progressive. Okay, it's Sword Art Online, the movie, progressive, Aria of a Starless Night. So basically, it's the first arc of Sword Art Online from Asuna's point of view and how she got into SAO and everything else. Uh, it's an hour and a half long. It's really... It's interesting re-going back through the show from a different point of view. I'll leave it at that. Um, I was really hoping it was what they like teased in the last season where they made Kirito like trapped in the game for 200 years as like the AI or whatever. I was hoping this one was them putting him back in the original game as like the 200 year old jaded person. Oh yeah, they're still working on that. Um, yeah, they, that must just be a new season or something, but I, 
that that's like the most interesting thing sword art's done so far or hinted at so i was hoping this movie was a retelling of the first one but with that version of kirito but no <laughs> He's all it's jaded. A, yeah i want old man me. jaded kirito i mean he even starts like jaded just in the beginning because he didn't want to join anyone he was the solo player and then the girl dies that he's with when he does join a guild yes um and that was like the the peak of sword art and it's only downhill since then yeah. so i was hoping they got back to jaded i'm afraid of losing people for real kirito yep but nope, nope. we just get not, asana which to be fair to be fair is like the only good character in the long-standing show so and i that, guess that's fine yeah yeah no i think you'll enjoy it <laughs> uh i then finally uh finished up uh what do you call it uh fuck can't think of it um demon slayer season two the entertainment arc and uh yeah that was something i didn't yeah, enjoy entertainment it. you did or didn't i did not i mean yeah, it, me it was just kind of there like they it fought... felt so overly shown in when the first season felt like like a much richer show than a normal show and this one felt just saturday saturday cartoon shonen to this me. definitely felt like a money grab where they're just like we need to make more the, mo mm -hmm. the movie did really good and everyone loved this show so they made more but now it was just like hey you're defeating you're fighting the same you know you're only fighting like two different demons the entire time yeah it's like 10 episodes it's rough it's yeah. very very shonen i don't even think the most of the fight scenes are that good I mean, because like, like you said, when they fight a different guy each episode, it was a lot more interesting because they had different abilities. Yeah. This one was that, just kind and of and we same. were watching them, we were watching them, you know, level up essentially, you know, like, hey, right. we, we, we went through the arc of them becoming demon slayers and the tributes and trials. And, and it felt like they were at risk of dying each time in the first season. Now... Yeah, though the demons were powerful, I just felt like they couldn't lose. Like they had well, what are, here's what I don't understand. Much shonen energy that they just keep getting stronger and forever until they win. Yeah, and then what I don't understand too is like, why does a demon slayer core like allow new demon slayers to like fight like super high ranked you know demons? Like, don't you think they'd have like they'd go in packs or like have someone like like they had the 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 fire breathing guy. In the movie, obviously he's not longer there, but you know, you know what I mean. It's like, oh, these right. three can just hang out and do shit. And yeah, they had the the harem guy, you know, for this episode. For this, I was gonna season. say even even worse than sending uh, the new demon slayers in, they sent like those that guy's three wives in first. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, they were supposed to survive, I guess. Apparently. But yeah, it was just kind of. I'm thinking to myself like, I, like obviously you poked too many holes, but it's like, why are these guys like fighting the super high ranked demons, and like no one else is like showing up? Like what? You know what I mean? Like where the fuck is everybody? I don't know. Yeah, they keep painting the picture like uh, they'd never know. Like the the one demon was inside of the other one, and the train one. They just thought it was the train one and not the other one. Well, it was until the other guy showed up. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the whole show relies on them being, like, tricked into the power levels. I mean, all Shonen does this, right? Mm -hmm. 
Jujutsu Kaisen would have like a more powerful guy and the show would even explain to you like this is bad because they're X rank of slayers of the bad guys and this guy is a special rank. So like Shonen will always do this thing so you can compare power levels and root for the underdog MC. But it starts to not be believable in Demon Slayer because they've done it, like you said, like a hundred times. Like, why don't they just send like four of the Hashira people? Yeah, the like, Hashira is like to go like, go, like anywhere because then no matter what you win, like why would you spread them out so much? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I, I I'm glad I waited till the show was over. I watched it dubbed, and I'm definitely it was definitely a season worth marathoning. If I would have had to watch it week to week, I probably would have just said fuck this. Hmm. But yeah, I watched it week to week and I was excited. But I was excited because the whole time I thought they were going to end the fight <clears> and <throat> do something, you know? <laughs> so, like, it didn't feel bad. I was excited to watch it each week, watching it week to week. But yeah, I felt pretty immensely disappointed when I was on, like, the last two and I'm like, oh, this is just actually the entire season, this one fight. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the demons were interesting, though. And I really yeah. like the English voice actor of the male demon. Um, uh, he had a really interesting voice, and it was just—it was really cool. But, it's really good in Japanese too. It's okay. really raspy sounding. Yeah, he. Uh, okay. But, so they probably did something similar, unique. Similar, yeah. It was definitely a unique voice. Hmm. Um. But yeah, that's what I've been watching. That's what I finished at least. Um. So for the season twenty twenty two anime, uh, I first started with Call the Night. Uh, I said I really like the music and the visuals. The story is interesting, and it has vampires. The uh, last vampire anime I watched was uh, Karen from 2008. So, not much in the way of vampire animes that I watch. Yeah. Uh, but I know there's more, like... I guess mine was Shiki. Yeah. I was going to say was... uh, uh, Vampire Hunter D. Or Helsing. Mm. Or, or Hell... Uh, Helsing. Is Helsing... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy with the glasses and the red hat, yeah. Yes. So 14-year-old Ko has been questioning what he is even doing with his, with himself and decides to go out into the night. Basically, he's just really bored at school and, like, a girl tried, like, saying she liked him and she he's like, no, I don't like you. And she went right crying. And he's just kind of like, why, <laughs> why do I live? Like... Everything sucks. Everything's bored. Like, school. Why no do fun. I live? Could have just said he liked the girl. <laughs> Pretty much. So he's he's very emo. He's very sad. Yes, he's very depressed. No, he's just kind of like, why do I do the things I, you know, why am I doing this stuff if I don't find any joy or anything? Like, going to school isn't fun for him. So he's like, why am I going? You know, he's like, I don't have many friends. Why hmm. do I care? But uh, going out into the night, he finds himself doing something as simple as swinging on a swing set, like a whole new thing to him. He runs into a girl who says that he wants to show Cole the night. But when he eventually does get tired, the girl offers for him to crash at her place. Her apartment is nothing but a large room with a futon in the middle with two pillows as they slept together. Sorry, they sleep together, but not in that sense. Oh, no, what happened? Bad <laughs> word. Uh, they sleep together, but not in the sexual sense. Cole mm. pretends to fall asleep, but he's weirded out that he finds comfort in laying next to someone. 
Uh, this gives a girl time to act and do uh, what you ask. Oh, you know, suck his blood. She does, and she's caught in the act and tries to play it off. But Kel can't help and wonder if she is a vampire. But also... Uh, Wait, right. she sucks his blood and yeah. he has to wonder if she's a vampire? Yes. I'm pretty sure I wouldn't be like, man, what's going on? It could be anything exactly. if that happened to me. I think it'd be pretty obvious. So she fesses up that she's a vampire and he's like, oh shit, I want to be a vampire. And the only way for him to become a vampire is... Wait, why does he want to be a vampire? Because he's like, yeah, it's something better than what I do. Man, my life's boring. I've been craving to be a vampire. Pretty much. So, All right, weird premise of a show. Her name is Nazuna, and she doesn't make offspring and doesn't intend to start. Ko is determined to become a vampire to find meaning in of his existence. And the only way he can become a vampire is falling in love with her. Or she has to fall in love with him. What? That's a weird vampire <laughs> rule. It is. The music was awesome. The visuals were pretty. It's like... Every time it's nighttime, they see, like, the solar system. It's awesome. The sky is just, like, super pretty. The story is unique and something I've not seen. It's a different setting and things of that nature. I really enjoyed the first episode. Let me just see where it goes. I've watched the first uh, three episodes, and it's been interesting. It's been uh, fun. Um, Hmm. There's a lot I didn't say, but essentially, like, the first episode is basically, like, him going out and, like, um, Nasuna like, showing him the night. Like, they meet drunk people, and she, like, high-fives them. And he's like, oh, do you know them? And she's like, no. But they're stupid, and they're drunk, but they're really cool to be around because they're drunk idiots. You know? She's I see. Like, Everything at night is different. Sorry, what was your question? Oh, no, I was just going to say, this is the same creators, Dagashi Kashi, that, like, one about candy. Ah. Which is why the, like, vampire girl looks the same as that other girl. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> she has, like, the same eyes. And she uh, barely wears anything. She doesn't wear anything? She barely wears... Dude, go look at a picture of her. She's got, like, a completely bare midriff. Oh, I see. She has, like, a cape and a bra. <laughs> yes, pretty much. So... Yeah, well... I mean, the like candy one was like lewd at the least suspecting times. I feel like I didn't watch it all because it just became so boring. But mm-hmm. yeah, I felt like they were also doing that. <clears throat> yeah, uh, Nasuna talks like really lewd, and then gets like really embarrassed. So yeah, it's it's kind of funny, but it's kind of like eh. it's probably my favorite opening and ending songs of all the shows I've watched. <laughs> so yeah, fun fun. It's a fun little show. I'm kind of curious to see where it goes. Because it's like, how long can you keep up the, you know, that premise? Yeah. So How many well, things could she show him at night? Well, there's other stuff too. But yeah, like the third episode was really good. Like we actually find out like Ko had friends. And it was some girl who like tries to persuade him to come back to school. And then they like fight like a married couple. And like, not the, not the friend, but Nasuna and him. She kind of mm. gets pissed off and walks walks off. Well, she flies away. She can fly. <laughs> she, she, yeah, she flies away like a bat. <laughs> yes. Uh, probably, I want to call this maybe my episode. I, I'm probably sure I watch. Kind of curious to see the next episode. My stepmom's daughter is my ex. 
Oh, oh no! I know it's a terribly named show. Yeah, but thankfully it's it's not bad, but it's kind of silly if you think about it. So I love that the show just drops a viewer into the world. There's no information dump. There's no build up. Yume and Mizuto uh, are already living together, but act distant and agree to act like normal brother and sister, and don't bring up their past. What is that past? Well, obviously, from the title, these two used to be uh, dating. The first episode uh, are them entering high school and them finding their boundaries and trying not to be bitter about their breakup, but it doesn't happen. They both take shots at each other, uh, but you can always tell there are hurt feelings, but still some love between them. We, as the viewer don't know how they ended up in the situation they are in or anything from their middle school dating days. The fan service was a bit unwarranted and was super cliche with the towel falling off Yume's chest because, you know, gravity. Um, so, uh, let me finish this and I'll talk a little more because obviously there's been more episodes since we... Okay. Since I, origi- I originally thought we were going to go back and record a couple weeks ago. But obviously we haven't, so... My first thought is, uh, Mizuto's room was basically a library. He has his own custom shelving system. Um, what two kids are like, I love to read. Both main characters love reading. No wonder they ended up together. Yume used to be a nerd, but has seemingly reinvented herself with her glasses, and now she's super pretty and the top of her class, as she was the one giving the opening ceremony speech. Uh, for all the new incoming uh, high schoolers. My other thought is, how the hell did neither the mom or the dad uh, not know that their kid was dating? And on top of it, it makes me think suddenly I had thoughts of another anime that the kids think they got their parents fooled and in reality parents know everything. And I'm curious how they ended up stepbrother and stepsister. The first episode flew by in the, and I'm really looking forward to more. Do you know what show I'm talking about by chance? Where I said, there's another show that the kids think they have their parents fooled. No? Marmalade Boy. I just spoiled the fucking shit out of uh, Yeah, nope. So basically, in Marmalade Boy, I've reviewed this show and I've talked about it. It's like fucking crack. Uh, don't watch it because you will be sucked in. Essentially, the two main characters' parents go on a, like, uh, honeymoon, and they're like, fuck this, and they meet another couple, and they switch couples, or some bullshit, and they come home, and they're like, boss prize, you guys are now uh, stepsister and stepbrother, and meanwhile, they've fallen in love with each other, and they have to hide it from their parents, but at the end of the show, they're like, Oh, ha, ha. We knew the entire time, you fucking idiots. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's such a good show, though. Fuck. But, uh, no, I mean, like, this first episode was great. Uh, since, since the second and third episode have aired, it's basically they're playing a game where they want to... It's kind of like uh, Love is War, but... They, they take shots at each other, and they're always doing super stuff. 
They're basically playing um, a game because they say, well, who wants to, I want to be the older brother. Well, no, I want to be the older sister. So they're playing a game where basically uh, if, if you do something that's improper of being a normal brother sister, there are penalties. And I think it was like three chances and you lose. So, like, it's just kind of interesting, I guess, but it's kind of like, every episode you learn more. Like, what's crazy, as we just learned in the last episode, they only dated six months previously. Hmm. And it's like, how the fuck do you... So essentially, uh, what we find out is they basically started dating... But then they were always around each other. It was like, you know, I always say it's the honeymoon period. You know, you always want to be around your person that you love. And they can do no wrong and everything's perfect. Well, then that starts to fade off. And their true colors for, you know, kind of came out. And then they started annoying each other. And then they broke up. And now they're stepsister and stepbrother. So. I see. Yeah. But apparently this has only been like six months since they stopped dating and I don't know I, I just again it goes back to the point of like how the fuck do your parents not know anything and how the fuck do you know like if my you know if, if my parent when I was a teenager was like hey I'm dating so and so you don't ever like tell your children hey we're getting married hey we're gonna go live together like you know what I mean like, this is what kind of pisses yeah, right. me off about We're going to get married and go live together. Uh, is anything about that disagreeable to you? Such as, that you know, like, dating her for over a year? <laughs> yeah, it's just, uh, I hate these type of shows. Like, it's funny, mm -hmm. but on the other hand, it's like, how the fuck do you not, not talk to each other? Like, yeah, so many things had to have gone mm -hmm. wrong. Yeah. Well, I guess right in this case for them to never, like, for that to never be an issue before it happened. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, overall, like, the main characters, they they still have feelings for each other, but they've got to suppress them, and like, you know, like I said, they're trying to win their game, and, but it's funny, like, in the last episode, uh, the, the, the guy, Mizuto, was, like, seeing a girl, and, like, they weren't, all, all you may saw was, oh, they were at McDonald's together. And she answered him like, what the fuck? That guy's dating? That fucking jerk? I'm going to kick his ass. You know? And then, like, tries to sabotage, you know, his date or something. And then it turns out it was nothing of the sort. But it's like, she still, like, you know, has feelings and, you know, things of that nature. It's, 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 it's kind of like the, I guess what I like about the show is it's like, where is this going? And, like... Are they just going to be like, fuck it, I still like you, and, you know, we're going to be together, or, like... Yeah, what's what's the twist? What's, what's the, the end game? Yeah, then <laughs> that's where I just kind of want to keep watching. And the episodes <laughs> go by quick. I mean, it is kind of silly. Like I said, the first episode, she just randomly comes out in a towel and they start talking, and then, like, her parents, their, their parents come home, so she has to, like, quickly hide... Because they're like, oh, this isn't like a normal brother and sister do. No normal sister, like, will come talk to their brother sitting in a towel. And, like, while they're talking, like, the towel slips from her arm. Y you know what I mean? Like, it just seems kind of stupid. Like, some of that just didn't seem like 
required. And that's the one bad thing. Like, it, every episode... It seems in the same camp is why I can't watch the stupid cosplay one. I don't know. I just... I, I can't get into the juvenile circumstance romance Well, anymore. it just seemed like, especially in the first episode, it was slightly... And the, they've kind of toned that down. And then the the, 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 the newer episodes. But... I, I don't understand why it had to be there. It just seemed like out of like, oh, we got to show something. Or I we see. Well, if it's like the first episode, they're probably just trying to like stress the absurdity of, of the situation, I guess. Yeah, but it just seemed stupid. And it just seemed out of place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I've been enjoying the show. I will continue watching it. Uh, next one is My Uncle from Another World. So I said, Zach and I have both seen our fair share of Isekai anime. They've done so many things with the game, or sorry, with the genre, not the game, uh, in <laughs> 10 years that it's now a staple in anime. Don't get me wrong. There were older shows. Uh, there are older shows, but I believe started online, uh, the genre group blew up and normally putting the viewer in the role of power fantasy where they could do impossible and save the pretty girl, etc., etc. Yeah, there's, there's other ones like Dot Hack. And, uh, yeah, that's, I, I remember the, the Tower of Duraga, you know, kind of some of those shows, the older ones before SAO. Yeah, there's a million now, but there wasn't too many before Sword Art. <laughs> no. And you, th- you could even argue Sword Art doesn't entirely count because they're, I mean, they're trapped there briefly. Yeah. Mm, but I think the, like, full premise of the Isekai is you're actually just there forever. <laughs> but... Oh, Escaflone is what I'm trying to think of. I was like, there was Escaflone is like the big one. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where you just trap. It wasn't a video game, but you're trapped in another world. I mean, you can also mm-hmm. think of, uh, 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 oh, fuck, what was it? Aired on Adult Swim. There, uh, you, you, oh, no, not you. Um, fuck, I can't think of it now. Black and Girl, her name's Kagome. Inuasha. There we go. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, but anyway. I never watched Inuasha. Was the was the plot actually another world? Yeah, she like went back in time to like another world or some bullshit. I, I never. Uh, okay. I watch it sparingly. Yeah, I looked up the synopsis. Ninth grade girl gets pulled back five hundred years into the past by an ancient demon. Yes. I see. Okay. Yep. It's a million episodes. It's by the same person who did. Uh. Uh. Fucking. Uh. Rama one half. God, I am like getting older and terrible names. <laughs> but what if it's you woke age. Yes, exactly. But what if you woke up after being in another world? Takafumi's uncle has been in a coma for seventeen years, and the rest of his family have all but abandoned abandoned him. Uh, in the years since. His uncle claims he lived another life in another world, and he talks in a str- he talks in a strange way. Uh, and he loves Sega. We quickly find out that his uncle wasn't lying as he's able to do magic spells in real life. But what? he is 17 so years... he was in the real world and then he spent 17 years in a coma in an alternate world yes. and now he's back. To the real world, yes. That sounds like a pretty <clears throat> funny parody setup. I like it. Uh, but he's able to do magic spells in real life but he is 17 years out of the loop and needs to be, brought, needs to be caught up. So the uncle is about my age in his late 30s or at least very early 40s because when they show him seeing Sonic 2 intro screen, he is a child of maybe five or six years old. But it's anime, mm. so who the fuck knows? Uh, 
he said that he was his first, that Sonic 2 was his first real love. I thought the episode was fine, and for once we see a character who went to one of these worlds and wasn't some overpowered guy. He was despised, and it was pretty rough for him. This is a comedy that pokes a lot of fun at the isekai genre, and it was fun first episode, but I worry about how they can keep up, uh, keep it going uh, past the first episode. It was great, but it's a full 23-minute show with 12 episodes, and they did a lot in the hmm. first episode, but I didn't. But they didn't do a lot in the same sense. We learned a lot, but I don't know where the show is going, or what's the overall purpose of the show. So I am curious to see where it goes. But I think it's going to be one of those shows that I'm cautious about. Uh, it might be better to marathon versus watch week to week. But we'll see. So, I've only watched the first episode. I've got episodes 2 and 3 queued up. I just haven't watched them yet. Actually, I think they're episode, episode 4 now. But, it's definitely a show that, like... I think it's going to be a good marathon show. Because I do a lot. Like, he learns, like, what a cell phone is. Like... He, like, you know, he goes on the internet for the first time or, you know, like, new dial, you know, fast, rather than being a dial-up and stuff. Like, it's that, ah, oh, you've been gone, technology. But he can do stuff like, uh, you know, he can, like, warp himself places because of his magic spells he learned from the, from the other world. So, it's just silly stuff like that. It was, it was interesting, it was fun. You're speechless. Yeah, I, I don't know how I feel about that one. I, I guess because you only have one episode, but I guess I'm interested in checking it out. I can't decide what I like more. Like, I like Konosuba, which makes fun of Isekai by being an Isekai. And this is just trying to be almost too meta. Like you said, it might run out of stuff to do because they, like, took him out of the Isekai to put, poke fun at it. I don't know. Yeah. It sounds, sounds interesting. I'd check it out. It's a fun first also, episode. Also, just like the art looks funny. He really looks like a decrepit old man. Yes. <laughs> they made him look very creepy. Yes. He is not a pretty person by any means. Yeah. And he wasn't some like strapping hero in the game. Or other yeah. world. So. I'm interested in watching some. Alright, next one is Engage Kiss. So, I couldn't even explain this show. I had to fucking verbatim pull the synopsis. So, I'm going to read that. How much, how much did you watch? Oh, I watched. I've watched the uh, first, I think, two, three episodes. Let me see. So, you watched a few episodes, but you couldn't even begin to tell well, this was what, after it, what the it's first, about. This was after the first episode. Oh, that's fair. I've watched the first two episodes, and there's two more out. So, v Veyron City, a mega-floating metropolis created from the discovery of a new energy sources. Shu, a young man who owns and operates a small business in the area, leads a meager life due to his reckless spending. Kisara, a girl who visits Shu's office and home because she is constantly concerned about him. And home. And home, yeah. He lives in his office. He lives, literally lives in a little apartment and works uh -huh. there. She works while attending high school in Viron City, doing everything from clerical work to housework. Ayano, Shu's ex-girlfriend, 
and senior colleague at the corporation he had previously worked for is also worried about him. Thus begins the slapstick romantic comedy of three people in slightly unusual relationship that takes place on an artificial island in the Pacific Ocean. Okay, so that's a synopsis. Not even the synopsis really tells me what it's about, other exactly. than people are concerned for him and he has no money. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> the first episode was, vi- was a visual CGI fast feast, sorry, not fast, feast of crazy fight scenes and went by quick. But I fear the show is going to lack substance in the long run. I could be wrong, though. But Shu has a Super A-class warrior on his by his side. That's Kisara. He seems not to be motivated and just expects everyone else to do things for him. So Kisara gets her power level, next power levels by hentai kissing Shu. So literally, to like her to go to like from badass warrior to like super badass world, they like hentai kiss with like the like deep passionate tongue swirling and like when they break apart there's spit and saliva still hanging off the show's made for a certain person yeah, yes it is called engage kiss yes so i mean the title uh, isn't tricky so to summarize, Shu is a piece of shit moocher and has a high school demon girl who is head over heels for him. The first episode was a bit confusing, and it wasn't until I read the synopsis that I understood it more. I'll keep watching, but I'm sure if this is something I'll keep up on from the first episode. The visuals were great, uh, but it was really... Oh, the visuals were really, really good, but it's super generic, and I like how they're fighting the demons, but the demon leads a normal life. So they're fighting like these demon monsters, but then like they have their own demon that's like a A class demon who just leads a normal like high school girl life. Hmm. Yeah, it's kind of stupid. Like and it's kind of funny because, like, Shu is like this piece of shit like guy, and like apparently to fight these demons, they have to like bid on it, and it just reminds me of like, uh. Wait, so is this his job? Because in the beginning of the synopsis, I thought you said he was like doing some sort of small business and yeah, has no money. Yeah, so this money. business is fighting demons. Oh, okay. Like, these demon yeah, things you, you will show up. You never said that, so I was well, yeah. like, well, who the fuck volunteered him to fight demons if he's just so, like a loser? What's yeah. going on? So here's how it is. His ex-girlfriend, like is in charge of, like, the mega, or, like, the second, like, her parents, like, own the, the, like, mega demon fighting company or some bullshit. The Walmart of demon hunting. Pretty much. Like, some bullshit. Like, my ex-girlfriend signs me up for demon hunting. <laughs> <laughs> so, he has his own little business doing it. So, to, like, do this, they have to, like, bid out, like, oh, I think it'll cost $5,000 to fight this demon. We'll and do you it have for to, free. Well, that's exactly what he does. He's like, oh, everyone's charging like 2500 He's like, oh, dude, for 900 bucks. And so obviously he wins the bid. And it was like, holy fuck, this feels like work market. If you're not familiar, or oh, it's called Upwork. Um, so there's like a site called Upwork for like IT work and stuff. And you can do all kinds of different stuff. But like I've tried to do some side IT work where you basically bid out like, hey, I want Project X done. And then everyone throws a bid in and explains, like, well, here's why I'm you charging you what I'm charging you. You know, here's my reasons. And I was like, like holy shit, even in anime, people just fucking lowball everyone. Yeah, it's like government work, too. Yeah. And he 
government contract work. They're like, all right, who's the lowest bidder? Exactly. You're hired. Yeah. Oh, you've been in business we don't, for five we don't days. Care if you, we don't care if you die fighting the demons, but if we only have to pay you 900 it's fine. Yeah. So basically, Shu gets by because, like, his ex-girlfriend has, like, the ability to bring on, like, you know, help people fight. So essentially, when they when they bid out, they have to get, you know, they have to pay for the resources themselves. Like, your bid is supposed to cover everything and make some money. You know, for the for yourself. And, like, the only reason Shu gets by is because he's, like I said, Kisara is, like, the super high-level demon who fights other demons, apparently. And then, like, his ex-girlfriend just happens to have a shit ton of resources at her disposal that, for some reason, she fucking helps him use. But, yeah, it's never explained yet. Like I said, I've only watched the first two episodes. The second episode is a lot better. I mean, the first episode was great, but, like, I don't know. It's it's just... It's it's weird. It's It's a fun show, though. At least the first episode was really fun. The second episode was just a lot of silliness and talking and like they were fighting after a demon that was like the head of like the floating island or some shit because in reality like floating island well the 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 floating island uh is like they they say like oh everything's perfect and everyone is happy and and nothing is bad on this floating island but it's inhabited with demons and like people are miserable and there's people like Shu who you know could barely scrape by and then mm. it's all just a front of like, you know, it's like if you went to North Korea. It's basically North Korea. Right. Ah, Nothing's wrong in nothing's Demon wrong. Island. It's fine. <laughs> exactly. And then they just pay all these people to, you know, make the issues go away. Hmm. But yeah, it's it's an interesting show. I, I don't quite, I'm going to keep watching it. Just it's like one of those, like, it's a unique premise, I guess. I, I don't know. It's It's different. I enjoyed it. Interesting. Yes. That one I'm not going to watch. Fair enough. <laughs> the last episode, our last show I've watched uh, is called The Maid I Recently Hired is Suspicious. A young rich boy loses his parents in a car accident, and he isn't left with much in the way of money, and he dismisses his servants and vows to do everything himself. Despite the rejections, rejections of his relatives, he is able to keep his mansion. And a mysterious new maid appears, asking to be his maid for free, other than to be living there with him. You, Yuri agrees, but thinks that there is more than meets the eye. Uh, Yuri finds Lilith, that's her name, a tan big boobed pink eyed girl really cute oh, of course. and thinks everything she does is suspicious and jumps to conclusions like her reading a book he thinks she is chanting spells or her cooking that she has laced her she has laced the food with something and she says it's oh I put love potion in there and he goes damn it no wonder I, I think you're so attractive and, I, and you're cute and I can't take my eyes off you the episode goes on like this, and honestly, halfway through it, I was checking how much time there was left. <laughs> the gag that he was a young kid and this woman showed up at his door, we're getting, we're getting kind of old. We get a brief glimpse of what led up to her showing up at the door, but nothing more. Well, it was a bit funny at first, 
how the hell can this be an 11 episode anime that takes up 23 minutes? Like, if this was like a short, okay. Well, I want to know more about Lilith the Maid. I really don't want to have to sit through more of this show. The same writer, Wakame Kanbu, who did the great Jahi will not be defeated, also wrote this show. For this review, I actually went back to the first episode of The Great Jai, and it reminded me of The Devil's a Part-Timer, where the main character is powerful and feared and beautiful, but it gets sent to the human world. Jahi is turned in to a little girl and forced to live and make ends meet in our world. She still has a bit of her power, which turns her back to her normal self, and she works part-time as a waitress at a bar. Sure, it was an overused trope, but it was much better than the maid I recently hired is suspicious. And I would actually keep watching Jai, because it was funny. Compared <laughs> to this show. I actually dropped this show. It's interesting that this show sucked, but led you to the other show they made. Well, I had heard about it. My my buddy had watched it, and like I'd see it on like Reddit a lot. And there was a lot of memes and stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But uh, I was like, ah, well, I'll check that out. Maybe it's just as bad. No, it was much better. <laughs> it's less bad. So this was the first show and only show so far that I've dropped from this season. Like I said, do I want to watch more? Do I want to learn about more? Yeah, I do. But the whole premise of, like, it just seems stupid. <laughs> you know? It so. sounds kind of stupid to me. Like, I don't know. It just, it's silly. Although she has a mole on her boob. And I was thinking to myself, what a pain in the ass to have to draw that. <laughs> Every time. Every position, the boob. Yeah, are. like... I forget the mole. Obviously, it's all digitized now, but but still. Like, what a pain in the ass. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. That is what I've been watching. I hope you enjoyed the recaps. And uh, it sounds like you won't be watching much of anything, Zach. I didn't. I, I didn't. Uh, did I? Did no, I, there's actually nothing that you're watching besides okay. maybe the uncle one. But I was looking at shows from this season, and there is some stuff actually I do want to see. Ooh, like I, I want to watch Maiden Abyss season two. Yep. And Overlord season, season four. four. Yep. Yep. And. Classroom of the Elite 2, yep. although the first one ended really stupid. Did we have a review Classroom of the Elite? Blah. Classroom I feel of like the Elite. I must have talked about it, but it was so like insignificant as a show that I've already forgotten what happened in the first season. Well, there you go. Uh, it wasn't great, but I'm a sucker for that type of, of show. And, mm. yeah, Suffering. And then there's one other one that I saw on Reddit that looked interesting you didn't talk about. Uh, oh, here it is. Lycrosis Ly- Recoil? Okay, what's that about? This is like the blonde girl in red with the gun. Um, Lycoreco is a cafe with a traditional Japanese twist located in downtown Tokyo. But the delicious coffee and sugary sweets are not the only orders this cafe takes. From delivering packages short destinations to pickups and drop-offs on the lonely streets at night... To zombies and giant monsters extermination. Whatever your problem, we're here to help. We'll solve any kind of trouble you may have. Um, oh, this doesn't sound like we've heard this before. Right, yeah. But it 
It reminds me... The two, like, main girls in it remind me of, like, the dynamic in Gunsmith Cats. Like, goofy girl in one serious one. Actually, they're both kind of goofy in that one. But I don't know. I'm all for, like, two girls with guns solve odd jobs with action type show. There you go. I'll try watching it. Fair. The cover the cover's cool. Hell yeah. The cover like the top part's like typical high school drama cover where it's all bright and sunny and they're all in vibrant colors. And then it's ripped, like a ripped photo, and the bottom is like them holding guns and it's all dark, like at nighttime and stuff. It's pretty neat. There you go. Sweet. Well I I look forward to hearing about it. Yeah. So I do have some stuff to watch. I think I'll it's check just, out the uh, first episode. Not lots of uh, embarrassing juvenile romance shows. <laughs> I'm skipping those ones. <laughs> it's all you, buddy. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. Now, it's been an hour. Let's get into our real meat and potatoes. Mmm, meat. Bye, <laughs> family. Yeah, do we not even say the X like Hunter Hunter? Nope. Spy family. Spy family. The X is silent. It's a lot easier to say too. I don't have to say X every time now. Yes. It's just spy family. So this show was like a fucking mega hit in Japan. It broke TV records. Really? Yes. Like like overall or specifically anime? Just what kind for, of records uh, are we talking? Like, uh, okay, let me see. Most watched uh, programming of all time yeah, in Japan? Just ratings in general. So, according to TV Fandom Lounge, Spy mm-hmm. Family has quickly become the biggest uh, new anime to have come out in recent years. It is insanely popular, not just in Japan, but globally. Um... Basically, it's doing on the levels of, like, Demon Slayer. So, like, it's, it's, it's super-duper popular. Um, episode 5 was the most watched anime episode in 2022, apparently. That's the one where they do the castle. Yes. The latest episode... Okay, this is obviously an older article... Mm. But it did 7.5 million in viewership. Wow. Yeah. And it did uh, 7.54 million viewers of individual rating of a 6% among 4.77... Wait, how does that make sense? Uh, anyway. Okay, so basically it did really, really well. And apparently this show just did gangbusters. And not in just... Like I said, not in just Japan. Um, so it debuted as a second most, second, yeah, Spy Family debuted as a second most watched TV show in Japanese streaming, while TV viewership rose to 6.98 million for episode two. That's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been fun. It's been a great show. And I can't wait for more, which already begins airing in fall. Next season. Oh, wow. They're wasting no time. No. So, Zach, I have done all the talking so far. Please tell us about Spy Family. Ooh, Spy Family. Um, let's see. Where to start? It takes well, place in Berlin. Berlin. Yeah, true. It takes place in anime version of East and West Berlin. I assume this is West Berlin. 
and <laughs> but but they never they never overtly mention that right but it's it's clearly a parody of like cold war east and west germany yeah everything all the technology is like from like the 50s i don't think it's quite that far back they have like telephones okay maybe the 70s <laughs> yeah it's, they had or, telephones in the 50s uh, maybe yeah they did yeah, true. I don't know what time period, but they're definitely Maybe. going pre. They're going like pre ninety two. They're going pre fall of Berlin Wall. So it follows Agent Twilight, <clears throat> the number one spy for the Wise Organization, which is like the Western Intelligence Service something Eastern. I don't. Know, it's a lot. It's a big acronym. Uh, but he's basically working for the quote unquote. I guess you could say, from our perspective, the good guys of the Cold War. And then the villains are the Eastern side, the Unity Party, and they want to fight a war. And his mission is to spy on Donovan Desmond, the like evil guy who wants to start a war with the East or with the West as the East. Um, so they set him up as a master spy, a master of disguise, and they show him in like a bunch of different scenarios in the first episode. One, he they alluded to him spending like eight months getting to like get this girl to fall in love and he even like proposes to her at a restaurant with a ring just to like collect the documents and then leave that he was trying to get from her father like he's they set him up as like a ridiculous spy where like he never fails and he's willing to engage in like an eight-year relationship to marry someone just for a document and then just leave the day of yeah he's like fuck you bitch bye yeah he's just he's unfeeling so they give him the mission to stop Desmond called Operation Strix and the goal instead of just killing him because that would actually make him like a martyr and start a war the goal is to put together well it's not even to put together a family but it's to infiltrate like the social gatherings of Desmond to get close to him to convince him not to go to war so then the premise becomes oh shit I can't do it alone Desmond goes to a prestigious or his son, second son goes to a prestigious school and I need to start a family so I can blend in and go to those social gatherings. Yes, because that's what one does. Yeah, and but this they is my set first like as... nitpick of the show. It's like, let's do this super complicated thing. It's fine though. They set him up as like able to do it right because like before that they show you his like eight month relationship with that woman just to get one document. It's like. I found the show believable because they already rooted his like spy ability in the level of absurdity where he like ducks behind like a trash can and pops out and he's just already in like a full disguise and stuff. You know, he's like supernatural. Also, the first episode, I'm getting a little sidetracked from the plot, but I pretty much highlighted the plot. The first um, episode is just like a really good hook. Because it doesn't even get into, like, the comedy and the family aspects. It's just, like, an interesting spy episode, I guess, you could say. But, uh, I don't know where to, I don't know where to review it from here. Okay, I feel like so as, basically, as you go on, it gets into spoiler territory. Yeah, well, I mean, of, I would spoil some of it, because, come on, this show's amazing. This show's Basically, great. he has to build a family uh, for this, for this mission. And he goes to an orphanage and picks out this pink-haired girl named Anya. And she can read minds. She's telepa- she can telepathically read minds. But nobody knows. Not even Lloyd. 
And then he finds, he has to find a wife because it's suspicious that he has a daughter and no wife. So he finds a, an assassin named uh, Yor. And, but again, nobody knows that she's an assassin. But because Anya can hear people's thoughts, she knows everything. Anya is super cute. Yor is like the good-looking young girl who's like, you know, like in her 20s. And they build this fake family and deceive their friends and family and co-workers. And the first like six episodes, which, to be honest, I felt kind of boring. It was fun, but it got kind of old. It was them preparing Anya to get into this super prestigious school that, like, only a very small percentage of kids even get into. And it was, like, just building up and building up and building up. And then, like, episode six is finally when they're like, yeah, we're to the day yes. where they have to do the, to do the, 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 the test. And all I'll ridiculous things you have to do. Yeah, I'll say the two exceptions. I really like five, where they do, like, the fake spy event for Anya and the castle. And then I really liked, I don't know if it was one or two, it's what I was alluding to earlier, but they just have, like, a good standalone spy episode. And at the end, he walks out of, like, the destruction, and Anya's standing there. Oh, um, yeah, that was episode two. two. Yeah, because she yeah. was taken, she was kidnapped. Right. Because she was I playing think... with the radio equipment. Mm-hmm. I think two is just like a really <laughs> strong episode that doesn't really further the plot of the show, but just like shows, I guess now his name is Lloyd to ancient twilight as a character. And just like that, the show can do action and suspense correctly, I guess. I don't know. I really appreciate that episode, but I agree. Like the admission part does wear on after that. Yeah. So then, you know, we finally get the day and they meet a wacky house guy who does everything done uh, like magnificent like what was it uh, Elegant. elegantly mm-hmm. and Lloyd being perfect can do anything what is um, his name it's like Henry Henderson people have really funny names yeah no one has because... Japanese names well right because it's thing. Berlin yeah. it's supposed to be Germany but there's like the names are like borderline English parody jokes though like Henry Henderson, just like is an overly like, fancy sounding yeah, name. Lloyd Forger. Forger, because he forged his name. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> People have like little, little goofy on the nose names. Yeah. So then she gets accepted. No shock here, otherwise the show would end. Um, and then I think this is where I really enjoyed it. It was Anya having to kind of be on her own. The first six episodes, you know, she she's getting by because of. Yor and Lloyd, you know, kind of helping in, you know, doing their thing. Mm-hmm. But now she has to stand on her own and with her own merits and stuff. I really like the dodgeball episode with the, oh, yeah. with the big Bill kid. Watkins. Bill Watkins. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's a six-year-old that just looks like a... 38-year-old man. Yeah, like a... 20-something. Ner- nerdy jock, like a weird combination. <laughs> he's the brains and the brawn. And he looks up to his, like, father, who's the commander of the... I think they said the Eastern Army or something, and they show him, like, the cutscene, and he looks like... Who's the bad guy from Street Fighter? Bison? He looks bison, like Bison. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that episode's very good. Yes. Um... And then, uh, yeah, so, I mean, that's, that's kind of where we stand. We meet the, uh, what was the guy's name? He had the son? Oh. 
the the uh, guy who's the kill. Yeah, Damien. We meet mm-hmm. Damien, Lord Damien, and he's got little henchmen, uh, like a little little brat. It's very Harry Potter fi- feeling. Is like, it? I never watched Harry Potter. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's very Malfoy and Crab and Goyle energy. Okay. The two stupid henchmen. Yeah. Gotcha. And then, like, he secretly like finds Anya super cute, but it's like, what, what's the what's the male version of of a uh, Sundere? Still Sundere, I guess. I guess it's still the same. Just for he's, he's just a guy. Yes, he's yeah. a... he he's he's expected to be all high and mighty, and the expectations are high, so he can't show any weakness or lack of pride as a six year old. I guess to yes. admit he likes her. Yes, but it's a it's a funny dynamic they, they do it well yes and that's where the fun of this show is like the show doesn't take itself seriously and like just every episode's fun like i said the first six i always say the first six episodes are kind of a slog like the first two episodes are good but then the remaining four is just kind of like oh, okay get on with it fuck you know because you know what it's building up to but then it's like when anya gets to go to school it's like, okay, now, finally, we get to see Anya be, like, on her own and stand on her two feet. And I also like Yor's brother. That episode was fun. Oh, yeah, it was. Yuri. Yuri. So, yeah, this show's awesome. Uh, go out and watch it. Um, just, just, if you haven't watched it, watch it. This is going to probably be yeah. one of my top anime of 2022 easily. And like I said, season two is already coming out next season. This was dubbed by Funimation. Uh, the dub was really well done. So, yeah, like, it's getting the whole treatment. Yeah, I really like it. I, I remember finishing it today. And I wanted to mention specifically something it does that is rare for anime to do well. And it's that it can switch you between, like, serious and comedy modes. Most shows, they're just always a comedy, right? You can't take them seriously at all. Or most are really serious, and then they crack a joke, and it, like, just feels wrong. But this one, like, there's not a lot of serious parts. But when there is, like, the secret police interrogating that man, it still felt, Dude, like, suspenseful to like, me. It seemed, like, hardcore. Like, yeah, they, like, <laughs> shifted so hardcore. Right, and I wanted to applaud them for that because I like I took it very seriously when it wanted to be serious, and then it when it's comedic, it's still funny. So, I think it that's probably a hallmark of a really strong show if it can make you feel both, right? And yeah, and like the assassination things from your like, like same oh, thing. Oh, true. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's some grim stuff, and it's not even like it's just a grim subject. They actually show it visually and. The show does a good job making you feel like that still is real, you know? Like, the stakes are still high. Yeah. So, yeah, I was really impressed with that, because I feel like most shows would try to do that after being a comedy, and I'd be like, that's fucking absurd. I don't take it seriously at all, you Mm -hmm. know? Yeah. No, they do a really good job Mm -hmm. of, of that. I, I yeah, so watch really... it in general if you like a comedy, but just know that like for the plot and the suspense, like it won't it won't waste your time with it. It's it's there and it's meaningful. <laughs> yeah. I saw you linked me the the unique low spy family. Yes, yeah, so yeah, essentially when I was uh 
I was pleasantly surprised where I was staying. There was a Uniglow, because Uniglow was making inroads into the U.S. And they had done a Spy Family, like, crossover. And I was just curious if any, would you buy any of these shirts? <laughs> so I kind of like the second one. It reminds me of Bebop with the outline of just Lloyd, kind of like Spike. So I did too. That's the one I probably would buy. Uh, I just wish it didn't say Spy Family on it. If it yeah. was just the, if it was just the outline. And so, then I kind of like the yellow one where she's like hiding in the pocket. That's kind of funny. So the shirts are first one's like a green one with Yor and uh, was it Yor and Lloyd kind of standing back to back Lloyd, with Anya yeah. in front. And it just yeah, I wouldn't get that one. It's just like very one. It's plain and not very exciting, and two, it's like very overtly anime. I don't know. The second one like, I mean, is like mm -hmm. an outline of of Lloyd in red. Kind of just, I think he's just running or just pointing a gun or he something. He's just gone out and running, yeah. It's, the silhouette's very in the spirit of, like, Spike from Bebop, for sure. I'm sure I've seen a similar pose with him holding his gun. Spy Family in big-ass letters. And it says, Lloyd Forager. And then, like, something written in cursive I can't read. Mm -hmm. And then, uh... It's it's nice, but it's like it's a spy family in huge big ass letters. It's one of those like, God damn it, you you had something there. The third one is a black shirt that has like outline drawn kind of outlines of Yor and Lloyd and Anya. Um and in the front is just a spy family in small. It's kinda of weird. Why would you put it up in the back? Yeah. And then finally the fourth one is like a yellow shirt with Anya sticking out. It has a front pocket and you see Anya's head kind of poking out. And actually we didn't talk too much about Anya. Uh, what did it you think the of? Mer What's the that? merits and demerits on the front. Elegant and not elegant. Oh, I don't know. I kind of like that one. That is kind of funny. Okay, that is kind of, I just looked at the closer pictures. That's yeah. Awesome. I don't mind that one and it's subtle enough. Yeah. Someone would have to ask about it to have it explained to them. Or if they just know. And they'd be like, True, ah. yeah. So maybe I like this one the most, actually. But I like, like you said, if the other one had smaller font, it would be better. Um, but yeah, um, I'm not going to buy any of them. What did I think of Anya? What did you think of Anya? Because she had, like, the weird, like, you know, because she couldn't talk the greatest. So, like, instead of outing, she'd say ooting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, how do they do that in the dub? Because in the um, Japanese, like... They just she had would, her, like, cut off words short, basically. Yeah, Japanese. like, so, like, it like, oh, let's go for an ooding. Like, she would kind of... She's they, Canadian. <laughs> yes, exactly. Essentially, it was... Uh, how do you say? It was good, It was, but it was kind of like baby talk to a small degree. I guess they did that for the sub, too, though. Like, it was just... She'd just mispronounce words, essentially. Mm -hmm. Nothing yeah, I don't know a lot of Japanese, obviously, but from watching anime, I could tell like the way they did it in the dub was to either make her cut words short or just pronounce them kind of like baby speak. Um, yeah, and so that's, yeah, that's kind of what I kind of feel like. They probably tried to do the same thing for the dub, but they probably didn't use the the technique of just cutting words short as much because that probably just doesn't work in English, but it works better in Japanese. Um, 
But yeah, <laughs> it, it was interesting. Like, I kind of wonder when they're gonna. Like, my biggest thing was like, I was like, when are they gonna tell? Like, find out? You know what I mean? Like, obviously they're all hiding something from each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, like, when's the stuff gonna come out? Like, is it gonna matter at all, or, or what? You know what I mean? Right. Um, but I mean, I liked her character. I felt like early on, it was like a cheap narration tool, basically. It was a way for them to like add a narrator, right? Or like a person who knows everything because yeah. she can read both people's minds. And then she, but then I liked what they did with it later on because she was much more her own character and could actually do stuff to influence the story. And obviously at school, she's the only one there. So I did eventually really like her character, but I remember it seemed kind of cheap in the beginning, I guess, for lack of a better word. Yeah, like she was overly cubed and... Yeah, yeah, she was like an overly stand-in for a narrator and like very one-dimensional, but now she's like a real character, so I like her a lot. Gotcha. Yeah, she she grows on ya. Anya grows on ya. There you go. <laughs> Punny. <laughs> do you have anything else you want to talk about uh no i mean definitely watch spy family i didn't rate it but if i had to right now i'd give it an eight like overall there's like not many issues with the show other than i think what you mentioned like the pacing just feels bad sometimes it feels it definitely boring. feels like it, it it picks up after episode six it's like finally we're getting to like mm-hmm. the meat and potatoes of it yeah, I'd probably give, like, the first half, like, a 6 or a 7, and the second half, like, an 8 or a 9. So, I mean, I'm excited for season 2, because the second half was, was really good. Yeah, I, I agree with you. i say, yeah, an 8. Mm. No, I agree with 100% on the rating. Yeah, All right. that's it, then. Definitely check it out. Yes, good, great show. But probably people have beat us to it. Oh, I, yeah. I say check it out, but it's like, you know... If you watched last season, we're already four episodes in this season. You're probably done with Spy Family too, but let us know. Let us know what you thought. Yeah, definitely. Bonsaibeat.com. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Check out our review index. Review index. Just do a Bonsai Beat front slash reviews, and there you'll find all the shows we have reviewed through our 14 years of being podcasting. And, and in November, uh, it'll be my 10 year anniversary. Oh man. We gotta do a show for you. Gotta do you gotta do a special Actually, show or something earlier than November, I think. I, I'm pretty sure, like the trial episode, it was one one other person we talked about Claymore. Yes, that had to be like late summer, so we're probably closer to ten years. But like for some reason, November sticks out in my mind. But I'd have to go look. Honestly, it's we're probably really close. Yes, the next episode might just be the time. I think you're right. I'm going to click Claymore and see what the date is for that episode. Yeah. It's 147, but it doesn't tell me the date. It just opens the, oh, the actual show. Hold on, I can tell you. One second. According to this, it was... Okay, or don't tell me. Um, June 25th. Tw- ah, there it goes. August 22nd, 2016. It's a 2016? Yeah. There's no way. It's before that. 
Um, I started my sophomore year. That was 2012. Yeah, that's because I have the creation <laughs> date of the 2019. I think... I, I'm going to find it on the website. I'm nearly there. It's 147. Yeah. Let's see. Bacon. Yeah, the other person was named Bacon something. Yes. Um, But I talked about Claymore on that episode. Yes. And that is October 7th, 2012. There we go. That sounds better. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute. This seems like too... This, uh, probably when I copied it. But wait. Keep a, oh. I talked about Future Diary yes, and the future of that the was podcast. Your, that was your first episode. And that's August 28th, 2012. Oh, snap. There you go. So in a, a month and four days, it'll be... And I actually missed a review of Katawa Shoujo by like two weeks, and I'm pretty sure I talked about it because I also love that game. <laughs> but oh, yeah! That one! I remember like lamenting that I missed that by like two weeks. I'm like, I would have talked about that. Dang! Hell, we can still do it. Oh, I'd have to read Ten years it. later. Ten years, yeah, Does here we go. still even get updates? Damn. It doesn't get updates, no. It's been oh, done forever. Okay. But I'd replay a route and talk about it. It's In two weeks, it'll be like the 10-year anniversary for your review of that as well. So. I still remember the, the yeah. what you do with the Legolas chick in the in the gym. In the, in yeah. the, in the shed. Emmy. Yes. My first uh, and only uh, visual, not visual novel game, but game of such sort. I never thought I'd get yeah. into them, and I never really did. True. I've played like six or seven now and most of them suck they're just worse written than books that's another so topic. i miswrote this but i do like i'm that actually one. looking at our hosts file page which we need to update horribly um i'm probably like Zach 22 hosting you are 29 oh Zach well, that's started co-hosting in september of 2012 and you started watching anime for seven years from whenever i wrote that so been a while man yeah i've watched anime 11 years now we must have updated my age separately yeah i usually, yeah, I usually august remember, 28th i usually remember to go back and update it every now and then so it'll be it'll be a month for the 10 year anniversary for me hell yeah you have to pick something i also missed your review of angel beats crazy that was Zelda uh, reviewed Zaldar. Angel Beats. Yeah, that was Zeldar. I actually own Angel Beats. It's on my shelf because I got it for five bucks from a Sentai sale. And I've tried watching it over the years back when it was airing. I just never got into it. It's good. I guess. I guess. <laughs> Teach their own. It's... I don't know. I, I'm, I have mixed feelings. It has a special place in my heart because I really liked it when I first saw it. Yeah, you and then like, I've seen it like three other times. You just like times. the music. You just like the girls rocking out. I do really like the girls' dead monster, the band within that universe. Yeah, I know their name. Yeah, but no, it's just it's a really good show that is unfortunately like most key shows just like rushed and butchered at the end. It's like Charlotte. Mm-hmm. So yeah, in hindsight, it's not great overall, but I, I still am a fan. There you go. It's still special to me. Yeah. Well, oh. shit, now that's it. Now I'm done. Fair. Fair. All right. Well, that was that. We have five more episodes, or actually four more episodes, until we get to uh, episode 300. So 
Hurry up and record some, watch some shit so we can record more. Yeah. If we can get to 300 before the end of the year, it'll be a good good time. That's the only way it'll be a good time? Yes. (laughs) Hey, let's be going to 2023, saying we're past 300 episodes. Year 15. True. All right. Anyway. Hope everybody stays safe. If you're watching something this season and we should check it out, let us know. If you're watching what we're watching, let us know. BonsaiBeat.com. And, uh, yeah. Till next time. Take it easy. This has been the Bonsai Beat Podcast. If you have any feedback, head over to BonsaiBeat.com and leave a comment on the show notes for this episode. While you're there, you can also find our review index, which has a list of all the anime that we've reviewed on the Bonsai Beat podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to add us to your favorite podcatcher. You can find links to do that on our website. Otherwise, we're also on iTunes and Stitcher Radio if that's easier for you. Once again, this is the Bonsai Beat podcast. Thank you for listening. And if you have any other questions or comments, you can send them to bonsaibeat at gmail.com.